we've all been into a consensus that at the beginning, guilds are awesome. Everybody's building a guild. Then a new consensus, guilds are bad and renting is bad and play to earn is bad. And all of this is not never going to work. And now we just have very small winners coming back bit by bit. And then we say, ah, actually, maybe everything was not good to throw away. Maybe there is, there is good out of it. So what do you think about that? Hello, friends, and welcome for a new interviews of a series with guild leaders and key opinion leaders in our industry, Web3 Gaming, Guilds, and the Metaverse. Today, um, I have the pleasure to interview a Linquest, who is kind of the guild guy of uh, Animoca. He's been working with them. He's also had his own guild back in the days at the time of, uh, of Axie Infinity. So I think we're going to have a lot of valuable insights from him of where guilds are going right now, where they are, what they're doing, if they're pivoting, surviving, or dying. Um, but before we dive more into that, I, I always like to ask before who I am talking to, right? Because I think it's very important that when people, listeners, uh, listen to us, they understand what they get from who is talking, you know? So simply tell us, please, who are you? And why do you use uh, Linquest as a pseudonym? <laughs> it's a good 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 question um who are we yeah um i guess it, it's it's uh it's always a long journey and I, when people ask me like how do you get here and and uh who are you like it's uh it's it's not an easy way to to describe it i have a friend mm -hmm. who was who i met uh when i was at university who basically said you should live your life in uh five-year plans uh, it doesn't mean like you have to live like, uh, you know, the Soviet Union or anything, but it's more about mm -hmm. structuring up so you can do many things uh, in your life, experience many things. It doesn't have to be change your life every five years. But it, it, so that, that's something I actually took uh, to heart. And, and every three to five years, I kind of like uh, do new things. It doesn't, you know, it, it's, it could be just learning a new language, but it has taken me on this journey where I where I lived in Asia for almost 20 years already, um, doing everything from f fashion to, to travel and, and, and resorts and sustainability. And, and uh, I did end up in, in this space uh, mainly due to the pandemic, I have to say. Uh, I dabbled a little bit about with crypto before, but, but the, yeah, mainly the pandemic put me on this track. Um, as an entrepreneur for many years, I think... Uh, when the opportunity came up with with uh, gaming guilds and and how Ax Infinity was shaping uh, new opportunities for for many people in different capacity, I think that was that was something that was super super interesting. So that's how so how I ended up here, starting a a gaming guild with a with a family member, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, we burned through that capital that we uh, borrowed from relatives quite quickly and and then the okay. game crashed so naturally you know animoca hired me instead so. <laughs> <laughs> okay In interesting turnout okay so tell me tell me more about this guild so how did you how did you get it started how many scholars did you have what kind of operations were were you running you know how did how did this whole thing work yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was quite a busy time. I mean, we we got in, I think, July 
2021, right? Um, and yeah, we just dove right in. I think we spent like three weeks on on YouTube and, and internet trying to figure out what the best methods were. Um, and once we figured that we figured it out, uh, yeah, we just borrowed money. I think we went, we borrowed quite a bit of money, to be honest. Um, they're not knocking our doors yet, so we're happy. But but yeah, just figuring out like different spreadsheets. I remember the computer was all over different spreadsheets uh, and my partner basically just like, yeah, onboarded uh, different scholars. I ran the, I think that everybody who had a guild or has been part of this journey knows exactly what I'm talking about. Just the mm -hmm. journey is very similar. Pushing out on, on Twitter with a few hashtags, play to earn, Axie and something else. Instantly you get 500 likes, uh, you get another hundred scholars. They go into the discord and just like, just churning around. We, we grew it to about 70, 75 scholars, um, mm -hmm. which wasn't cheap, um, but it was, we just kept on believing like, keep reinvesting. These guys will figure it out. It can't be as bad as it looks. Um, we were wrong, but that's, a, that's another story, right? So the, the, I think the main thing for me, I was actually before the pandemic living in the Philippines, I was... I was building an eco resort over there and mm -hmm. for me to be able to help people over there when I couldn't actually travel there physically, uh, it was part of what I felt like this is something great that I can be part of. So even though that we lost all the money from our side, we gave it literally to the, to the people playing because those are the, most of the people yeah. who, who instantly took it out and, and looking at it that way, it's okay. I pretend like the big guilds did not, not make so much money on it. <laughs> So yeah, kind of, kind of a value value transfer, uh, price of experimenting, I guess. Uh, so you, you said you had about seventy to eighty scholars, uh, and so is it? Can you tell us a bit what kind of investment yeah. that represented? You know, it's uh, always more interesting to know how this in details uh, worked out. Um. Yeah, I mean, we started, I think, with $5,000 each, um, mm -hmm. if, if, if uh, you know, and then we just, as it scaled, the prices rose, ETH rose. I mean, ETH was at over $4,000, which was mm -hmm. rough, but we were like, no, let's keep going. It, 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 this this uh, must make sense. Uh, there were a bit of, there was a lot of red flags, I would say, like, I would not, I would not mm -hmm. recommend that degen strategy, but at the same time, uh, that's part of what we're in Web three for the the degen lifestyle. So I think at the at the very end, after reinvesting everything, because we never took anything out, like we just kept on reinvesting. If we took money out when after like a month or two, we would have been in in the greens. But we kept investing, and mm -hmm. yeah, we ended up I think around seventy thousand all in all investments, mm -hmm. and um, a great experience. We have some uh, some nice looking axes still sitting in some wallets, and and uh, mm -hmm. I think we have one Pega. Uh, we were late to that game, and and I think that was mm -hmm. not too bad. Uh, we have a few sideballs as well, but uh, mm -hmm. it was it, it was like you said, it was the price of uh, innovation and experimentation, uh, and it took me to where I am today. Anyway, so I, I have I'm I'm grateful for that journey. All right, uh, and so right now none of this is active none of your scholars are still playing any uh, any game everything is like on on pause on break 
Yeah, I think that I mean being in in the the space and and with the with the uh, with kind of like the 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 kind of where I was sitting with all the knowledge and everything, I quite quickly realized this is not going to go anywhere. So let's not spend any more time or money on it. Um, mm -hmm. We since we never we never received any external funding, so yeah. which I'm very grateful for today. Uh, otherwise, yeah. I would have to be one of these guilds trying to make sense mm -hmm. of the business model. Uh, mm -hmm. And the only way you can do that is to really be big and, and scale up. The large guilds, mm -hmm. they can still make it because they have a treasury, they have a following, they have a brand. But for anything that's small to medium size for guilds today, it's tough. It, it, it can only be a hobby because you don't make any money on it. You can't, you can't go to the gaming companies and tell them to, to pay you anything based on, you know, a few hundred uh, people playing. If you want to, if you want to earn money from marketing and, and user acquisition, you obviously have to uh, have to have a little bit more muscle than that. So I'm, I'm grateful in, in, in retrospect for that. Um, but, but it was a, it was an interesting journey. I think um, I, I usually, I usually say that, that my contract with Animoca is senior manager play to earn strategy mm -hmm. uh, that mm -hmm. still sits on my contract. And I, I, I laughed about it when I signed it because I was like, this is not going to be <laughs> a, a sustainable name. Um, hopefully yeah. my role is still active, you know, in a year from now, but the name is definitely going to change. Uh, the contract kept on renewing with the same, with the same name. So uh, I'm, I think that's still my title. Uh, it, but <laughs> I think it, it is just funny how nothing stays in this space more than two, three months, and you have to constantly mm -hmm. adapt, constantly be agile yeah. uh, to make sure you understand what, what's going on. Yeah, and actually, I'm gonna, I want to rebound what you what you said about so right now only kind of big guild survive. And that's also what, we, what we've been seeing. They survive mostly on their treasury because they do not have a business model. So that's, you know, how they, they're, they're doing right now. Even though, for instance, we're running experiments uh, with small guilds, helping them uh, make money. And we, and we actually have been successful in this experiment. So we've been able to help guilds that has 100 players or, or less and make a couple thousand dollars per month dealing with games and making that in profits. Amazing. We did that in the last months or two. And this is pretty, pretty, I mean, this is working. And basically, it's simply the, the, the guild offers players as a service and is being paid for that. And the games are happy to pay for it. So that is a way yeah, we, no, we, we try to pivot like the guild model for medium size and small guilds. Yeah, that's great. And, and, and that, that does make sense, right? I mean, uh, ape together strong, it, it goes with guilds too, right? So yeah. I, I do believe in that. And the same as, as uh, I've been fortunate to work with some of these bigger guilds uh, in the space and gaming companies. Um, mm -hmm. and, and blockchain space was one of those companies that aggregated smaller guilds as well, just as yourself. Yeah. That, that was always something I believed in because there will be guilds and some of these guilds are not even mainly incentivized by financials. It's more about like you mm -hmm. have a community. People in our community, they loved our community. And I think mm -hmm. I, I, the number of people I've spoken to who got into this space and then recruited most of their, their staff from within the mm -hmm. guilds because they, they were so passionate. They really love what's happening and the opportunity. So it, it was an amazing journey, um, like I said before. Um, and bringing that together into an aggregation model, I think that that works very well. Uh, 
what I do think is it's slightly different from there was a lot of guilds started in the West, right? The US, Europe, etc. The, mm -hmm. the money that they could make at the hype might have been feasible, but coming mm -hmm. into currently like say a couple of thousand dollars, you can run that from Southeast Asia, Latin America and, and other countries where, where maybe salaries and expenses in particular are lower. Uh, it's hard to, to do that as a full time if you if you live in Europe or in the US. So that I don't know true. where most of the smaller guilds that are still alive, but I f the, the way I feel when I speak to people, they're mostly in these emerging markets, which is which is fantastic. I, I, nothing against yeah. that. I think yeah, that's yeah great. because also the, most of the players are, yeah. are from these regions as well. So that's why it's just exactly scale for now. But we'll see yeah. where it goes. And uh, so how did you get into Animoca after that? How did you uh, join the team? Uh, how did it start? Yeah, it was an interesting time. Um, I think it was about November uh, when they, I, I basically posted something on LinkedIn about the guild. I wasn't actually reaching for anything. I was just wanted to tell the story about how we empowered people in the Philippines during the pandemic. And, and uh, that, that was the main focus uh, with, with the guild to begin with. Um, and then I think it was within three minutes. And this is not a joke. It was like literally within three minutes one of my, my contacts from the past uh, past journey um, reached out and said, hey, I, I work at Animoca Brands. You should come and check it out. I would love to speak to mm -hmm. you about the guild. I was like, huh, okay, yeah, that's awesome. Of course, living in, in, in Asia, knowing Animoca and everything, that would be amazing. So, so I did. And uh, we had conversations over, I think, a period of two months. And it started mm -hmm. by them wanting to acquire the guild, but then they realized we can't, we can't have, uh, you know, well, I, I might not be able to speak about this, so maybe cut this part, uh, just in terms of like how they looked at things. But basically what they were saying is we could, uh, we could invest in you guys. Uh, and then the market shifted and shifted and shifted. And then at the tail end of everything is like, you know, uh, why don't you come in and work for us? So, uh, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, great. So I quit my, my job and, and I went over to, to, uh, Animoca. And like I said, you know, the title, play to earn senior manager strategy, yeah. something, um, yeah. worked in a very small team. It was a very diverse team. We worked on different projects. It wasn't like, remember Animoca grew so much during the, 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 uh, bull market that, you know, yeah. everybody, I know other companies in, in the industry, which just as big names like Polygon, et cetera, everyone's had like those hyper growth and trying to recruit people in the right positions and making sure the company grew healthy. Um, so we mm -hmm. were like, I think four or five people uh, at that time, focusing on certain things within web three business development. Uh, and one of those things were within the games and the guilds. So yeah, that's where I ended up. Uh, I worked with uh, Saf, who is, who is now, I think uh, more overseeing music and fashion and th those uh, cultural verticals. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that's basically how things went. Yeah, Very busy days. I, I, I know. I, I can remember at that time I was seeing in the in the news every other day almost Animoca investing in this company, Animoca investing in this company, Animoca. It's like every other day it was like mind blowing that they were like just in, investing and 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 yeah, after that shifted quite radically because uh, you're not the only one. I mean, I, I know so many people that. We're on the process of raising, got a soft commitment, 
were uh, told by uh, VCs, uh, different ones, not necessarily Animoca, like all of them told, um, yeah, okay, we're interested, we're going to get in. And at the end of the day, nothing happened. And I know it because I was also part of them. So, <laughs> so this is something that happened quite a lot. Um, but yeah, so you joined yeah. Animoca and you've, uh, so they have a big portfolio and you're in charge of, as you say, you were in charge, still in charge of, of, of the play to earn strategy, guilds, etc. So when you came in, they already invested in different guilds or they did invest after you, you arrived? No, they, they, I think most of the portfolio was in place. Uh, when I okay. came in, we had a few more deals on the table, but already at that point, like I said, I already saw the shift in the market. I was, I was not super keen on, on more guild-like investments. And I say guild-like yeah. because, first of all, they were not all guilds, but they came out mm -hmm. of the guild model. I think everybody who is yeah. an entrepreneur when we're in the space, found a way to look at guilds, right? So they're yeah. like, oh, this is interesting. And then some pivoted earlier, some pivoted later. Um, in, in all aspects, I think now most of them pivoted in, in some direction or other. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, I, I can't swear on this because the list of guilds was not necessarily clear. Uh, mm -hmm. so, so there were still some, some, some deals going through legal, uh, which always takes a bit of time. But I think uh, we were probably at 15 guilds or something like that at that's that a, time. That's a lot. So that was, yeah. you know, the larger ones, YGG, Avocado, GuildFi, uh, Blockchain Space, all the all the major ones that were in the yeah. market. Um, well, there were a couple of the big ones that we, we don't have, like Marriage Circle. But but mm -hmm. in essence, we had most of the, the big ones. So it was jumping straight in and, and figuring out how, how everything should work. Um, what what they were up to and like i said during that time i think when i came in which, which was yeah late what are we talking about late december january 2021 um mm -hmm. the interesting part was at the time Axie was still people were still hopeful that they would turn it around the, the bear market mm -hmm. hadn't hit completely it was just a little bit uncertain uh, there were new games coming out, like Cyball, I think, launched even in February. Uh, so yeah. there were there there were still some momentum in the space, even though people were mm -hmm. questioning the model. So yeah, yeah um, it was quite interesting. Um, and and some of them pivoted already at that point, but most of them pivoted, I think, more towards March, April, less than mm -hmm. a year ago. And what do you see now from all these big guilds? Uh, how so? Where are they pivoting? What are they doing right now? How did they change? I, I think that the, the biggest trend, and I mean, it's now it's 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 quite evident what what happened. I think that the larger ones, they they like you said, they had treasuries, so they could continue. They can continue to build, and they can continue to to develop. Some of them burned a bit of treasury by investing into. In the beginning, tokens, NFTs, yeah. which lost value. And then further down, they, they invested into gaming companies, potentially, that, that also doesn't really give them anything back for the time being. Yeah. So, so some of them burned through their treasury quite a bit. But they, they started to focus on revenue, which is that's mm -hmm. healthy for any type of startup. So, so uh, I would say the main focus was marketing and user acquisition. Okay. Sim simple, okay. simple 
yeah, it, it's not really a scalable model in some of these ways where you do campaigns one by one and you do road shows and this kind of thing. I mean, it's great to yeah. get the revenue, but long term, it's not necessarily what what scales. It's not a business. startup. It's more of an agency model. Exactly, exactly. But I think that that's that, that's a way to keep the brand going. It's a way to keep community happy because with inflow of revenue, they can also incentivize their their players in other ways than just mm -hmm. uh, tokens, right? Um, sure. So, you know, they're just trying to keep things afloat, and I think that's what we all have to think about in. In, in a beer market, we, we all look at how do we get the stable coins rather than the, the crazy tokens. Um, but <laughs> yes, you know, that is true. We, we, all, we all try to hustle the way we can and, and guilds are no different. Uh, the other way, I think what guilds are doing now is they are looking at like, so they take the marketing and user acquisition over to another space, which is a lot of the questing. A lot of questing sites are popping yep. up. I'm sure you've seen that. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, that is a, that is a great way to work. I mean, th that you can scale. Um, so we will see a lot of these platforms very strong in particular markets. Um, and yeah. then they kind of like go into different, different areas like that, but they all, they, they all, you know, I would say most of them offer very similar services, uh, but to mm -hmm. geographically different markets. Um, yeah. and they, the, yeah. So, so I think that would be, those would be the main uh, focus points. And then there were a couple of guilds and, and more than a couple, actually, there, there's quite a bit of, uh, of them that actually started to develop more tooling and, and that kind of came with a journey, right? So anyone who ran mm -hmm. a guild in, in November, October, 2021 had, you know, yeah. lost hours of sleep because they had to do really difficult payouts to hundreds and thousands mm -hmm. of, of scholars. That was the most yeah. difficult part. So in that time, companies who race, they start to develop payment systems and then they start to develop this and that. So they, they kind of follow the same thing. And, and when, when we were discussing like what made Cyball interesting in the beginning was that they had actually solved the rental feature so that they, the rental was automatic. Mm -hmm. And by yeah. having that, you didn't have the problem of paying scholars anymore. So, so the game started to solve that. Pegasus is another one, right? And, yeah. and that kind of like, so, so the companies, first there was payment solutions, and then they tried to solve the renting solutions. And then he went into, wait a minute, now we have a bunch of systems built up. Why don't mm -hmm. we reformat that to something that works in Web3 or gaming or, or something else? So there, those kind of SaaS companies have come out of this as well. They've developed wallets, SDKs for gaming specifically, or, or other types of payment systems. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of that refitting. Uh, so again, pivoting uh, with what they had. And there are some that are lost, I would say. There's, in our portfolio, I think most of them actually have a trajectory, mm -hmm. uh, if we look at Animoca portfolio. But there are others that just made a race, but they never really could, could go any further because they, kind of, they kind of got lost in the process. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I've been seeing that as well. And, um, and unfortunately, yeah, some are shutting down, some are being wrecked, and... Uh, and yeah, all of them needs a way to, to, to survive. But uh, as you mentioned, I think what's very interesting is that there a lot of them are just simply shifting towards a service uh, agency model. They're not really a, a startup. You know, they, the, the, the raise they made could be justified in the way that they invest in assets. So they also work kind of like a, an investment uh, um, uh, vehicle. Uh, we call them the cap capital guilds per our definition where they yeah. basically invest in tokens or NFTs. But because everything went down so bad, 
I mean, it, this yep. has been completely written off, right? It, 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 we just say, okay, it's not going to work. Maybe it's going to change. Maybe all uh, if all the games come out and some are really big winners, the treasury is going to go up and then suddenly it's going to make sense. Oh, actually, these capital guilds do make sense. And then they need to rent out their assets uh, because the renting might also do a comeback, as we have been seeing with the sewer pass from Board uh, Ape uh, Yacht Club. Um, yep. So, yeah, what I think is interesting is that we've all been into a consensus that at the beginning, guilds are awesome. Everybody's building a guild. Then a new consensus. Builds, guilds are bad and renting is bad and play to earn is bad and all of this is not never going to work. And now we just have very small winners coming back bit by bit. And then we say, ah, actually, maybe everything was not good to throw away. Maybe there is, there is good out of it. So... What, what, what do you think about that? Do you think that actually we're going to have a, a comeback in this, all these models that make sense, investing in token NFTs, renting them out, having scholars like the SurePass model? I mean, yeah, it, that, that, it, it's, it's a difficult question. There's a lot of layers to that one. I think, yeah. I do not think we will have the Axe Infinity Guild model coming back. Um, mm -hmm. I think there there's, there's a future for rental of NFTs long-term mm -hmm. because you could utilize it for a lot of things. Like if I, I could imagine renting land on Sandbox to do one week activation for marketing rather than to buy the land. That, that's, mm -hmm. that I see as a potential. Uh, the sewer pass makes sense because obviously it's such a popular uh, game to, to, to get into. So if there is enough scarcity in that sense, it also make, makes sense. But and and I do see also, you know, looking into fashion and these kind of things. So if you if you yep. have digital fashion that you want to show off, but you you can't necessarily afford it, you might be able to rent it for a day, and and you can use the AR filter, or whatever, take a snap for for one of the social media apps, Web two, um, and then that way, you know, you you can show off that you you have it, or at least look like you had it. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that there's there are a lot of use cases for rental of NFTs. And I think that's not going to go away. But the, the, the pure guild model, I do not believe that's going to be, it, it will be more sophisticated going forward, for sure. And I think the larger guilds will probably start acquiring. I think we'll see a lot of M&A in terms of different spaces mm. within GameFi or Web3 Gaming. Um, that depends on how which which ones run out of treasury or or how how they but, might benefit oh, from geographical uh, expansion what what do you mean by that do you think like so-called guilds are going to acquire other guilds or are, are going to acquire games or how, how do you see this ma m a uh, in the, in our space going forward i mean I, I think all of it i think all of the above i think that there are guilds that have large treasuries uh mm -hmm. animoca has interest in some of those you know I don't want to. I want to call anyone out, plus or up, up or down. But we do, and and I know their treasuries are are solid. For them to develop a game will take time and all all those resources. Why wouldn't they just buy a game when the market is down and and the game might go bankrupt and and just take it over and 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 you know run with it. I mm -hmm. I do see some potential in that area. I see potential in, for example, if you are strong in 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 Southeast Asia but you want exposure to Africa, why wouldn't you go and, and acquire a couple of medium-sized guilds in Africa and expand that way? 
I, I, and, and there's also a guild fatigue. I mean, like I said, I'm yeah. really happy I didn't get funding because then I would have to run a guild right now. And, and yeah. I'm really, and it's hard. I, I feel like, <laughs> I, felt, I feel like my journey took a, took a turn, but for the better, at least from my yeah. personal opinion, you touched, you and, touched the bullet, as we say <laughs> in, in some ways. Right. And, and then, you know, so I think there will be guild fatigue in the sense that, yeah. you know, yeah, take it here give me give me some money for it i'm happy to to help you uh, get get it across and i know guilds shutting down i know quite a few guilds that shut down uh that, like that were ones? not small uh, i don't want to mention any any names uh but if, i do know public, guilds that were if, if, if it's public you can give us some alpha here <laughs> i don't actually know if it's public or if they okay. want to be okay. called out as public either but they would shut okay. down and their brand would probably be paused. I don't know what they're going to do with that, those type of assets. Um, okay. But I just, I just, I think that's going to happen as well. Right. And, and if, if you have mm -hmm. guilds that have some sort of value, then, then it might be worth taking on. I don't know if they have a bunch of access in their treasury only, then probably people won't pay much for it. But if there's a, a community and there's something left, it might make sense. I, I, what we did with our guild is basically we parked it. So, I mean, I would mm -hmm. not say that we can go out and say, Hey, we're back. And instantly we have our thousands of, of scholars ready to play. I, that's not going to happen, but we do have the structure. We do have, you know, some of the scholars are still out there. Um, it wouldn't be too hard to set it up again if that's needed. Uh, mm -hmm. I would probably do it differently in a different model, but let's say that guilds come back in, in some shape or form, I wouldn't be completely against uh, setting it up and, and get it to run again. We did try for quite some time. I think we we actually like, we, we stopped with our guild in, I would say May, I think it was May last year when, when mm -hmm. the Luna crash happened because we were just about to get some funding and then we actually, it, it wasn't yeah. like a huge push. We didn't go out to a lot of externals. It was just like, strategic investments and we had a, a, a plan that may still make sense today i would say um but mm -hmm. yeah we just stopped and we said let's let's not do it right now it feels like it's not a good time and uh we're good where we are so we kind of just parked mm -hmm. it it's on ice earlier you mentioned uh quests can you tell me what are quests what do you mean by that um i mean there are some sites that did this quite early. I think, uh, I think Guildfy was first with their experience points. So you, you do certain daily quests. Um, I'm not sure exactly how they were set up to begin with, but I mean, it's not hard for, for sites like that to just, um, just do daily activations. Um, there's a company called DQuest that, mm -hmm. uh, has been developing for quite some time. Um, and, and. Yeah, I think I think he has a great concept. I think what his what they're building looks nice, looks great. It's yep. scalable. Um, it will attract it will attract games, and um, they already have traction, right? So why not mm -hmm. why not earn why not earn in that way? Because this, this is what it comes back to, right? Axe Infinity never worked because it was just uh, it was just money in, money out. But if you have gaming companies paying for for activations. And, and the, the company taking a cut of that, but also giving part of that cut down to, to whoever is part of the community, it makes sense. It's a, it's a zero sum mm -hmm. game in the end, right? So that would, that, would, that would work and that would work continuously. And I think that's, 
again, coming back to what Web3 is about, that's, that is what it's about, like giving more to more people uh, and mm -hmm. not just uh, concentrating everything uh, at the top. Yeah, and, and so quests, uh, as you mentioned, they are kind of mission that you need to achieve and then you get rewards. And these rewards can be NFTs, uh, tokens, uh, stable yeah. coins. It can be all of these kind of things. So it's it's kind of a, a tool for user onboarding or and user engagement afterwards. Uh, do you think this is a kind of model where a winner takes it all? Or do you think that there is room for companies to create around that and offer quest as a service because you kind of need to to die to to you know dive deep into the games to understand what kind of quest makes sense etc etc so do you think like the games will publish their own quests or uh, you need kind of other companies doing it for them or maybe even guilds kind of providing quests for their community in specific games so how this whole questing uh, industry is going to evolve. What is your opinion about that? Uh, anything I say will always age poorly, but uh, I'll take a stab <laughs> at it. <laughs> sure. um, yeah, no, I, the way I see it is like, there will be some companies that are, are great at it. I think the tech is always, you know, tech, tech and BD, those are two main focuses mm -hmm. to get this up and running. And uh, I think there will be some strong ones. Like I said before, the game, the guilds are already doing it. The, the, there are several guilds that are developing this. I I, mm -hmm. I can only mention Guild Five because I know that's public. There are others doing it as well. Uh, maybe it's not been launched yet, but um, I do know for sure that that is a space that's growing. It makes sense mm -hmm. for guilds to do so. They have their community now. They can reward them, and they can potentially then get a lot of community members back into engagement because some of them would be sleeping uh, since since the crypto winter. I think. Um, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, for, for, for games as well, right. Why, why wouldn't games also have some sort of questing system? Um, maybe companies that are special, maybe companies that are, has a spe specialty of doing quests, like, like the quest. I'm not, I'm not sponsored by them. I'm not, not an affiliate. I don't have any tokens. They're not in my bags. Um, but companies <laughs> like that, it has an expertise and a focus in their business. Very, very, very strong why wouldn't they also be able to white label their product and give it to a game and say, Hey guys, we'll, we'll just set this up on your site and whatever, you know, um, fees that come, comes out of it. I think, I think it's a great thing because you, part of why, you know, why GameFi or web through gaming, whatever you want to call it is so interesting is because that is a big funnel of people coming into crypto. So why not make the mm -hmm. whole journey in crypto gamify, like GameFi? Hold on, mm -hmm. let me say that again. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the reasons coming into crypto is about the, the, the gamification of, of tasks and, and experiences. And we know how hard it's been to get into crypto with different chains, different wallets, different everything. It's, it's clunky. It's still not easy, right? It, it's, it's, and, and Discord is not the most enjoyable place, not when you're in 578 different servers. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's having a nicer experience, which is more gamified, then why not? I think that's, that's definitely something that we should, uh, that, that we, we will see going forward. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's th these bounty sites as well. So learning how to learn about crypto, get a Binance account or whatever, or any other exchange, uh, yeah. you know, like there, there are bounties like that. And that's the same kind of process. And I think it works perfectly for games. Okay. So now we, 
we are entering kind of the last part of the interviews. I have a couple of questions that, you know, I'd like to, to ask you and, and get some alpha from you or what your opinion is. So obviously everything we say is not financial nor legal advice. But first, yeah, I'd like to have your bold prediction for this year. What is your bold prediction in our industry? Obviously, Web3 Gaming. I, I think that we will see an, a, a quite a large uptick in, in users. And uh, mm -hmm. I think the reason for that is we have, we've had games developing for quite some time. Even before the, the, the bull run, games were developing. Mm -hmm. They, they might have gotten more funding during the bull run. And they're actually starting to launch this year. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Polka Started Gaming Awards uh, in, in December, but just the sheer mm -hmm. amount of really great, interesting, uh, good-looking games in there, uh, it's, it's quite remarkable. So I, I think that a lot of people who are not in the industry, who just comes from the outside, um, they're, they're, they're shitting on the industry because all they know is Axie Infinity, mm -hmm. you know? Fair, fair enough, but we do have a ton of great games under development, different chains pushing them. So they will get a lot of support. They will get marketing support, I think. Mm -hmm. and, and with the onboarding of, of players with much more easier wallet journeys where they don't have to go through the MetaMask experience, but instead just like, a, you know, social account or Google account or something else, the, the sheer amount of that uh, and, and how many are trying to solve it and make it easier and easier. I think mm -hmm. I think we will have a lot more players coming in, and and maybe not this time for for making to make money, but actually coming in because the game is looks fun, is enjoyable, and and they might earn and they might not. But I think play to own at least is is something that's interesting, and I think uh, that's part of what would be one of the motivating factors. And then we don't need guilds if it's only for owning. Yeah. So it's we'll see. Right. But but that's why I do think we'll see an uptick in, in onboarded wallets and users for this. OK, what is the end? What is the game that you're the most hyped uh, from uh, for this year? Well, it's, it's so political. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I obviously I obviously uh, have been bullish on on Phantom Galaxies since the mm -hmm. very early on, I, I was part of the, the hopeful, I think the, the NFT was called like the first, uh, 5,000 in their server before I joined Animoca. So I'm, I'm, I'm a long-term supporter of that game for sure. Um, mm -hmm. but I did see some great games in, in, uh, like the, the awards I just mentioned as well. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know their roadmaps and I haven't spoken to those teams directly, but I would say most of those games uh, are definitely something I want to see in, in, in the market. Um, I think one, one great is the shrap, shrapnel, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on AVAX. Uh, mm -hmm. That one looks super fun. Um, mm -hmm. I, honestly, I, right now I can't think of the rest, but, but yeah, there were some really interesting games that I, I will, I will play all of them. <laughs> so. And I Perfect. didn't used to have time, so I, I, I might have to quit a job. <laughs> now, now you do. That's, no, that's not part at all. of it. You know? this, is, this is probably how I will play in the future. I will have to set up a guild so I can have people helping me play and have fun. Yeah, uh, while yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. In the, in the meta, meta way. And yeah. yeah, so I'm coming to my last question. Uh, I'm asking it to every single person I interview. 
Uh, I call it the meta question, and it's the following. Uh, if life is a game and you can get up to level 100, what is your current level? That's a really good question. That, well crafted, mm -hmm. my, my friend. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it, I would, I would think I, I would, I would probably answer before the pandemic, I would probably say I'm at 70, 75. Um, mm -hmm. but now I would probably say 45 just based on <laughs> you, you lost, you lost some levels. Oh, I lost quite a few. I lost a lot of levels, my friend. Interesting. But, <laughs> but that, that it, it, it's not only losing levels. It's it's um, it's in, in in instead it's been realizing how much more growth that is mm -hmm. left in me and what I can do. Mm -hmm. And and I'm taking on a few new journeys this year within the mm -hmm. Web three space. And um, that's something that I'm super excited about. So I think it was more about me being. N never being small minded, but not seeing the opportunities. So I was fine where I was, uh, building a, a, that eco resort that I was saying, and, uh, now it's, it's much bigger than that. So yeah, I would say I'm, I'm probably at 45. Well, I, I love that answer. I love that answer. It's very, uh, real. And also the first time someone answers me by telling me that you actually lost some levels because maybe you, you can actually lose them. And the follow-up to that is, uh, how, do, how do you win the game? I, you can't win. We're all in the same simulation. So I, uh -huh. I, I will have to ask whoever, whoever is controlling this simulation for us, uh, if they win or not. I believe it, uh -huh. to win in life, you, just, you, you, you basically just give more than you take. Uh, I always live by pay it forward, which is, I think everybody knows somebody does you a favor, you, you give three favors away and you don't expect anything back. That that's mm -hmm. how I believe we all can grow and, and everything can change. So winning by winning by giving, I would say, which very much suits uh, some of the guild space at least. Perfect. That's a fantastic way to, to end uh, our interview. Yeah. Give more and you'll win the game. That's an easy, but, uh, actually, uh, functioning way to do to, to, to it. Uh, thank you very much, Linquest. It was a pleasure to have you today. Uh, to every listener, I say you goodbye and we'll see each other for a next interview or Tavern episode. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.